took a minute to get into that. You lost that loving lost feeling. Lost that loving feeling with the Doobie Brothers. I'm kidding. It's the Righteous Brothers. I always think of the Doobie Brothers. Oh, guys, welcome in. We are back at you. My name is Chris, and I'm sitting here with my lovely wife. Cindy. Cindy. So we took a little sabbatical last week, but we are back on it, and we are ready to go. So we're here to talk about the effed up life. Um, and up life. And how you... Um, you live, live a long, that. happy, effed up, up life. life. Yeah. Faith, family, fitness, all in our fixer in our upper. Fixer upper. Yeah. So, which we have moved from drywall to the driveway. Yes. Right? Yeah. Anyway. So it's getting clean. Right now in our um, series, we are doing the love languages, and we are on love. The five love languages. The five love and languages. And we are on love language number four. Uh, Dr. Gary Chapman, yes. Love language number four. Which is? So, well, you got to remember, so the love language number one was words of affirmation. Cindy's babe. Say it, girl. Come on. Number two was your quality time. Number three, receiving gifts. Number four is what we're going to talk about today, guys. So I think this relates to most men, in my opinion. Yeah, hmm. I got thoughts on that. So, love language too. number four is act, acts, plural, acts. Yep, not just one nail, right? One nail, but acts of service. Yes, I joke there, but acts of service. Yes, acts of service. Acts of service. So, do you want to open us up? Fairly easy read. Yeah, I think so. So short, short chapter. Yes, and in this chapter, uh, Doctor Chapman here actually has. Um, uh, I, we'll, we'll get into this as well, but I think most of the chapter is relating to a single couple, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Like he has, um, uh, I but guess when he just when he just started out his counseling and things like that, then this couple came to him, and then it was kind of based on that. And so, honestly, I see most couples in this. Absolutely, almost all of you. Absolutely, all. almost all of us. Even even Chris and I, we've had this discussion. I think so. Um, so it's talk about serving each other, and of he course. does a great reference to Christ. Um, I agree with that. And yes. on how Christ served his disciples by washing their feet, mm-hmm. an act of service. Yeah. It's, and, and yeah, how, read that. Yeah, if you haven't read that, read that. serving is yes. a sign of love. It's a, it's a true sign of love. Uh, indeed, of course. And I think he starts off here right off the bat. Now, we're in chapter 7. So, right, this is love language number 4, acts of service. But he actually literally says, I guess to him the definition was things you know your spouse would like to do. Those are things that you want to do. That's for kind of, them. That's, yeah, for them. So it's kind of like this, uh, like Cindy just kind of, uh, you know, gave us a gave us a light on that is that serving. So this serving, cu- acts of service. Acts of service. So this couple comes to him because the chapter is based on that, and they've been married. Mark and Mary. Mark and Mary, and they'd been married a short amount of time. Eminem. Yes. Right and. They just Short amount of time, yeah. I think it's like two years, maybe. Yeah, something somewhere around like there. That. And they yes. just couldn't believe that they were like, you know, is is this? Should we stay married? We disagree on, on everything. everything. We have nothing in common. Like we disagree on it all. So I thought that was interesting because as you go on to read, I call it the ultimate bait and switch. And I think every man mm. does this to a female in the beginning. The ultimate bait and switch, and and then some some of it has to do with like I guess the whole man conquering. So now I'm conquered, and it's good. Yeah, there's a. Um, I think I think there's a misconception, and here's here's why I say that because 
So in this in this chapter, Mark and Mary been you know they've been married two years, whatever, and they come up and so they find Doctor Chapman after like a church service, I'm pretty sure something something along yes. those lines, and then they immediately find him because I guess just based on his counseling history, and of course the guy, Mister Mark here, is the one that immediately it gets I don't know, I wouldn't say heated, but he's very tense with the question of hey. Can a couple make it in a marriage if they disagree on everything? Yep. Like, and then he just starts, he just starts listing off. Berating. Uh, just kind of berating. Like, I'm, his, Mary's standing there next to him, next not to saying him. a word. Like, I like to hunt. She hates it when yeah, I she hunt. She hates it when I hunt. What was yes. some of the other things? Um, she wants me to go to church, church with, with her. her. And he's like, dude, I go on Sundays. That's enough. That's enough. You know. Like, you know, what does she expect? You know, things like that. So, and it was now I do, I do have a question. And I think uh, this is before we get to the Mark and Mary, and I'm, I'm going to ask you this because I actually have in my notes here, like this is what Cindy says, and you said this before, but this is where you're like, well, okay, in your love language is acts of service. Okay, well, on the flip side, you would do that anyway, mm-hmm. right? Because he yeah. says right here, acts of service is a, that's like you do the dishes, cut the grass, take out the trash, cook dinner. And you like, want to say that I'm doing that for you? Yes. Yeah. Well, and he had he has that listed as acts of service, which I guess could be. But I have a big question. I have a big question mark yeah, with that. I disagree. Yeah. And, and that's me personally. Like I think acts of service are a way of showing love. Like for me, I cook, right? But what most people probably don't know is that I don't eat a lot of what I cook because. Um, you know, I'm I'm, on, I'm always on a, a special eating yeah, well, plan. Like you, you've got your special, you know, nutrition. It, yeah, I have my special nutrition, yeah. and so, but I go out of my way. Even even since our kids have left, there are times where I will fix my husband something separately, or I just heat something up and cook something for him. To me, that's an act of service that's because of service. if I lived alone, that is something I would not do. Correct, and that's so. And that is, like, before we get into the really depth of where Mark and Mary were and how Dr. Chapman kind of brought it back around to them, which I think makes complete sense, which is what Cindy's talking about, like, the gaslighting thing. Or is that is that the word you used? Yeah, but I can't not, remember. not necessarily with this one. Like, with this there one. Was a, there was a, a pretense of what you're going to do before Oh, I call it marriage. a bait and switch. Bait and switch. That's yeah, right. I'm sorry. It's a bait yeah. and switch. So it's kind of gaslighting a little bit. But, like. In that, in that essence, and here's my thing. So I think a lot of men, and I, I'll just be super honest here. I think there is this reasoning of, hey, I cut the grass, I weedied, I'll do this, I do that. I mean, that's showing her I love her. Okay, okay, it, okay, bro. Let's reason together. If you live like Cindy said, which makes complete, which I just never thought about it in this realm. Like, okay, you would do that anyway. You would get out and cut the grass and weed eat if you if you if you had your own house. Yeah. You would wash your car. You would take out the trash. You're not gonna let the trash build up in your pantry. That just stinks and that's no good. So you're gonna take out the trash. So you just can't say I take the trash out for my wife when right. if you lived alone, I would hope that you would, you would just take, take the, the trash, trash out, out anyway. You know? Yeah. Now maybe it wouldn't be as frequent, but you would still take you would the trash still do. out. You would still wash the dishes. I'm sorry. I mean, even if you live by yourself, you know, some guys may be sloppy and you don't, you know, it may be once a month, but you would still do it. Now, if you, if Come like, on. like with my husband, he, for me to do an act of service would be to me to walk into the kitchen and do the dishes if it was full for him because he can't. 
focus if there is anything yeah. in the sink. You know, like, because to me, I don't care. I would wait to the end of the day until I could just fill the entire dishwasher to where him, he couldn't. I cannot. And so if I go out of my way to do that, because I know that it is something he would want, that's an act of service on my part. Yeah, and then vice versa. So for us, a man so to do the same Cindy, thing. Wanted, Cindy wanted to start a garden. Yes. Right? I'm not a super big garden guy. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not, you know, I'm just, I'm just, it's kind of not my thing. But the acts of service is she wanted like a big box, like to put her stuff in. So I, I want, I want to provide that for her. That's an act of service. And yeah. now we have, we have a really, I, th- I, I think but, so. I think we have a good time in the garden. Yes. So I think your expectations are really high with that. Oh yeah. Like you want the biggest watermelon, the biggest pumpkin, but. Well, I, mean, I think it just goes back to the whole bait, I guess, bait and switch on all of it. Like uh, Mary was taught, is it Mary? Yes. She was talking about how well. You know, he went to church with her on Sunday nights when they were dating. And he's like, that's the only way I could get to see her. So now he doesn't need to see her. So he doesn't go. So that's a bait and switch to me. I'm a, I'm a gifts person. And so, or like just thoughtfulness, right? And so when Chris and I were dating, he would do those things. And so I really feel like sometimes men are just like, they want to use the excuse, well, you know, women are just different than men. We're just different. We're just different. When in turn, you all did love us in our love language because you were trying every language in the beginning yeah. um, to, uh, to pursue us to either sleep with us or marry us, Absolutely. you know. And, and so I think. Probably, lo- unfortunately, in that order, but yes. And maybe a lot of women do the same too, but we're naturally more caregivers just by nature. It's the way I think we were created. So I think that we're more in tune to that, and men just get complacent in that because they've conquered. And I I like talking about this because it's the first time the whole bait and switch is what I call it was has been brought up in any of the love languages. Yeah, and he alludes that to, you know, or he kind of portrays, which I agree with. He portrays this like Cindy just said. There is this when you're dating. Because he hunted on the weekends, but he made sure he was always home, home by time. Saturday night to see, see her. her. Well, Correct. once they're married, he doesn't do that anymore. Well, and then, can just you know, stay, to go to church out. on Sunday night with her, like, this homie, like, washed his truck, like, washed his truck, got over there early, you know, whatever the case, had dinner with her parents, like, did, I mean, did the whole thing, you know, and so now there's this, you know, I don't, I just, I, like you said, girl, so now there's this all of a sudden... You know that that expectation she had that he was performing now no longer, I guess no longer he does. Yeah, so so he takes it as she just hates hunting and she's nagging him all the time. And you know he yes. also wants like he works all the time. He would like for her to have dinner ready when have he gets ready, home, yes. and she's like, and um, pick up. And he he wanted her to pick up a little bit. Like, hey, I get home, the kids are dirty. There's toys everywhere, and. Dinner's not ready. Dinner's not ready, and I've been working, and I think that's typical. Yeah, yeah. That's a, you know, hey, when I come home, um, let's, yeah, let's, like, I would like to eat. Yeah, and you don't, yeah, and I mean, and so for her, she's like, well, I've been with the kids all day, and you don't even help me when you get you home. And yeah. And you're, it, it's just, it's typical. It's, it's, a, it's a stone cold, I think that is one of the most typical reasons we see issues in a marriage, in young course. marriage couples, and so it's a great chapter. Well, and sometimes don't you think, and for you guys listening, I mean, ask yourself, don't you think sometimes it, it becomes a, you know, we call it the tit for tat stuff, which, you know, should never be the case, but there's a, well, 
And I think some point for her, it was she, a tit for tat. Yeah, she's like, well, if he's not gonna do this, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. And then he's like, well, if she's not gonna do that, then I'm not gonna do this. And then it just compounds. Well, one of the things that was interesting about this chapter is it says our expectations in marriage are a lot like what we grew up with inside of our families. You know, and so like, yeah. like in and one that like I did have expectations of Chris to kind of always make sure all the gas tanks were full. Um, that was something that my dad always yeah, did. Your dad, see, my, my dad, my dad never did that. My mom and my stepmom never got gas. That was not their job ever. Like he was to make sure all yeah. the vehicles, no matter what vehicle we chose, had gas in <laughs> yeah. it all the time. Like that's a completely new concept for me. It is like we have literally like, ran girl, out of gas with Chris. You can't. Like, okay, he's we've like, never run out of well, gas. you know, he is the one. If you've ever ever seen that Seinfeld episode where the gas lights on and they just want to see how far they can go, well, and you know yeah. that that's kind that's, of that's extreme. But you know, I'm not a once it hits the half a tank, we got to get gas. I'm not that guy. Well. I'm usually the one putting gas in yeah. all the vehicles. So okay. and you know That's, and it's that is false. No, you do but not. But it goes back into that that That's family expectation. So an act of service for me would be that. Yes, which would so everybody listening. <laughs> did I not do that the other day? He did. It was super sweet. Yes, I sweet. did. I took her car surprised me. Unbeknownst to her up to the gas station and got Filled that bad boy up. Which was really sweet. With a dollar off. There we go. See, that's a double win. Anyway. <laughs> um, double it. So the other thing I thought, um, so, I th- so I thought that was interesting, c- comparing like, and my mom, my mom did always cook. That was her act of service, cooked for yeah, her did. husband. Um, and even my dad we always. Dating. Yeah, even when yes. we were dating, that was her. Love language. Yeah. She would cook, and then my dad would fill up the tanks with gas, and you know, and and a lot of times, you know, it act of service is is if I look at like the older generation, even now, it is working, providing. That is, in a man's head, sometimes that sometimes is that's the act, act of service, service. Yes. especially if he doesn't enjoy his job. That absolutely, yeah. that is much more. Uh, girl, see what I'm doing. See what I'm doing for us for my family. family. Like because I do not enjoy it. Because I do not like this. I'm tired. I'm dirty when I get home. Whatever the case. Yeah. For sure. Well, and you know, he also and Doctor Chapman actually, actually mentions that I appreciate this, but there's and it goes both ways. There's this when you start demanding. Yes. Like because he's like, look, a request is different from a demand. Like a request is, hey, you know, would you be able to do this versus uh why have you not done this? Well, and two, Chris will joke with me sometimes and he'll be like, Fix my dinner, woman. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, some of y'all might be offended. I just think it's hilarious. Yeah, because like he would never demand. Yeah, never demand. And, and and none of us I don't think any of us want to demand because at that point, it's meaningless. It's meaningless, and then that bitterness just swells up. Yes, even yeah. if it's like, I, you know, I need you to do this. You know, it, at that point, it wasn't, it was a forced, right? So it's not, it's no longer within the love range. Uh, no, not at all. And I will say, and, you know, we'll, we'll pick on men for a minute, and I'll just, and I'll I'll pick on you. So, like, in, in, my, in my thing is, and my point is, like, yo, man, like, keep keep your grass cut, like, take the trash out, like, just do those little things. That's easy. That's easy, right? Not not necessarily not necessarily as an act of service. That's not what I'm referring to, but just taking care of your duties. Yeah. Like, just your duty as a man, as a husband, 
I don't like, consider those active service at all, at all. But you, there's still things that you could take care of because I because she even mentioned like, well, he doesn't even cut the grass. The grass is too tall. It embarrasses her. Well, dude, that's not even active service, bro. Just take care. Just take care of your business. Well, I would think so because there are some like, men that don't think like a pretty yard is a big deal. Okay, keep it and, cut. And come on, man. But there are some that don't. Yeah, there's some, and that yeah. don't weed eat and don't deweed the you know the landscaping and they're. Wives are like, will you please do this? Will you just cut the grass? Will you just right. do this? And Is that when the kind of the, you see the woman out cutting the grass or yeah, something? Which makes yeah. no sense to me. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, because he's worked all day. He's he's worked all week. He's tired. He's he just tired. wants to do nothing on his time off. So, like, these are all things that should be communicated. Like, the, like for her, that, for him, it, it isn't, he doesn't want to mow the grass, but maybe twice a month. Right. And you know what? He, it, But for her, that would be an act of service. If he did do it, it would show her he loved her. He lo- I agree. Because she likes a pretty yard. For him, he doesn't care. So to, that, that's an honestly an act of service. That would be. I agree, of course. I, and you could you could fill in the blank with anything at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just to show to serve her. Now he does he does come up with these three. Did you get that? The, the three illustrations. Things. There's three. Yeah, no, the little I, three I, illustrations. No, three illustrations. Yeah. No, but go ahead because I was going to talk about the four things that you could do. How he asked. That question. Oh, yeah. But is okay. that after? Is that I think that relates. Okay, yeah, so he asked right them. He said, it. okay, what yeah. are four things that you could do to show that you love me? The most important things. And it was funny because for him, it was have dinner ready at least, you know, a oh, half an yeah, hour after list, I get yeah. home. Yeah, they had their list. Um, uh, I think he was like, make sure that, you know, the house is picked up That's somewhat. Correct. Make sure the kids are, you know, fa- their faces are clean and washed yeah. off, which kind of confusing to yeah, me. But, and, yeah, but anyway, but these whatever. were his ones. They're, they were yeah. both acts of service people. I don't remember all the things. What were his? Yeah, his was, so just kind of looking back here, his was like just have the bed made, have the oh, baby's yeah. face clean, you know. Have try dinner to pick ready. Up, try to pick up a little bit and, and just kind of have, try to try to have dinner ready when I get home. So or close to it. Close to it so I can eat. And hers was like to wash the car, you know, to, to help her. Change the baby's diapers. So and she keep can them have, clean. yeah. So she can get dinner. So finished. she can have. So she can work on supper. Yeah, and then how if she would just help him clean the house every now and then and vacuum and things like that is what. And then cut the grass because she's ashamed that the grass is so tall. Yeah, and for him he probably didn't um, care. It wasn't. Stuff. It wasn't. Yeah. yeah, he just wanted to go hunting on the weekend instead of. So yeah. So I love the fact that and they were like if these four things are just done most of the time. Their love tank would fill back up. Fill back up, yeah. yeah. It seems so simple to me. Does that not seem so simple? It does, but look how happy it made me when you filled my car up with gas. Yeah, true that. True that. And See, I have, it I have is tried, so simple. And we and we have had some very, you know, at least between Cindy and I, we have had some very serious, <laughs> heartfelt conversations on landscaping on your love language. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, and really, and me really trying to regard that receiving gifts primary love language and getting and getting better uh, yeah it's just and the getting, thoughtfulness getting better at that, that, yeah. and, and really for me it's just knowing that you were thinking of me when I wasn't around or you put me before your needs not all the time but sometimes I feel like I do that a lot even when I don't have time even when I'm super stressed out even when I'm you know working a lot I still try to make sure that you and then the kids were always thought about first. And, you know, when women get really exalted, exalted, exhausted, exhausted, then they tend to get 
a little more negative and a I'm little a more a bit more irritated um, per se. Um, but things irritate him a little bit. I would say quicker. Yeah, so it's quickly. easier to think about the things that I'm like when you're exhausted, you have no time. It's one of those seasons in your life, and yet you're still putting your husband and your family first, and no one is even noticing or noticing you. It's easy to let the negative talk enter your thought process, which is not helpful to your marriage. It is not. So, you know, it's not going to help your husband either. Just one. It's not going to help him. And I just think women are geared to handle less stress, and we put so much on ourselves that it does impact our marriage. And I think that if men would realize just a few little simple acts of service, acts of service or loving them in their love language would, her, yeah. would just fill that tank up when she needs it most. And he does and he does kind of clarify these little three objectives, which I'll go I'll go through them pretty quick. And actually they're very they they relate. They're very relative. Number one, he says is what you do for each other before marriage is no indication of what you're gonna do after marriage. Yeah. Like we already talked about that. That's I think that makes complete sense. Number two was love is a choice. Right, it cannot be coerced. There's no demands. Like love is a choice. And number three, what he said, which I like, I probably need to talk about this for a little bit, right? Because number three, I really liked. He's like, look, it's that criticism. That's what I was just hearing. I read he's criticism like, is the most ineffective way of pleading for love. Yes. Well, okay. So he says, my spouse's criticisms about my behavior provide me with the clearest clue to her primary love language criticism can often lead to clarification yeah but i thought that is i think when women criticize over and over and over i think they're just really pleading for you to finally just yeah it's called um nag nag i would say the women get called a nag but if you look at it it is it is literally what it says is um, criticism or nagging is it is the most ineffective Effective way right. of pleading, pleading for, love. for love and I just like oh how many times and I mean every time I ever have nagged or yeah. you know criticized it is a very ineffective way but I look back and I was pleading correct for and so that's a good so see that's a good a very good um, kind of an open dialect between between couples because like we've heard that before i've even heard other guys be like oh dude she's just nagging me yeah she's just nagging me okay well but the perception needs to be look dude she's pleading she's pleading for some sort of love language some something for you to show her now in essence does that criticism from women need is to, it ineffective I mean, it's ineffective, it's ineffective. It, it, I mean, it built come on. yeah like like my little you're just gonna shut you're just gonna shut homeboy down or he's gonna get he's gonna build a wall. I a, think what like, happens like I have these little tasks that I want Chris to do for me and I'll ask him and ask him and remind him and remind him and then like if I honestly if I've had a bad day and I see my little sun chair still not put together it's like oh my gosh like can you not just uh, 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 uh. well or and uh, come on so especially with couples with women it becomes a hate. Why have you not done that? Yeah. And then for men, it becomes, okay. Well, I have so, done this, yeah, this, and this, so and let's you're going to. Yeah, let's list off the 20 things that I've already done. That and did you, not fill her love tank. Correct. And you're noticing the one thing that is still yet not done. Because it is the one thing she needed. Correct. I mean, in, in a sense. Yeah. And then the in last the last part yeah. I thought was interesting was his to him talking about redefining 
the roles of men and women. Yeah, your stereotypes. Your stereotypes roles, because yeah. of the fact that if you have two people where it's active service, then, you know, men need to get off their high horse and change a diaper and vacuum and do some dishes. Like, it's it's not the typical. And you know what? If he has been working all day and he loves a yard, ladies, get on the riding mower. You know? Right. Like, like these are these are the, the ways that we can... I mean, our marriage is number one, and to have a great marriage does not always follow the stereotype. At all. So, yeah, especially, so, especially in these, you know, in the culture we live in. Yeah, analyzing your gifts of service is a big deal because the more that we've gone through these, the more that I can see a lot of myself in each of them. Yeah, see, I, yeah, I can too, especially going through some obviously, guys, and then we'll we'll close out here, but – you know, the last love language for men is probably the most, you know, expected. You know what I'm saying? Physical give, touch. Yeah, give you a little bit of a forewarning there. It's that physical touch. But, and you know, she kind of alludes to that, or he does at the end of this chapter. But there's this, there's this concept, and I'm just being super vulnerable, super honest, like I always say, but there's this concept of serving. Cindy mentioned it when we first started this podcast where Christ, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords is literally going to take a towel and wash the dirt off his disciples' feet. Before like, he died. Before he died. Before like he knew that, he was going to die. So that that act of humility, and I'm just, ooh, come on. So in that act of humility is where men need to be. Here's why I say that. Because as you serve your wife and you wash her feet, but yet still you're the leader, Right? That's the example. Still, you're the king of your house, per se, quote unquote, but yet you're willing to serve and wash her feet. That's the ultimate um, picture of love. That's the that is the ultimate picture of, especially when it comes to acts of service. Yeah, for sure. It's hu- humility. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that. Check us out. We are trying to revamp our website at ftuplife.com to give you guys a real great. To just uh, give you all spot. some tools that some you tools, all can use. Yeah, we're trying to put together some programs, some, some ideas courses. to build marriages, yeah, just lots of things. Be better at marriage. So let's go into our questions. Hopefully, you guys play along with this. Answer these questions for yourself. Okay. Because we've had what some good ones. Is your favorite dessert, Chris? Oh, that's easy. Really? Oh yeah, ice cream. Ice cream. Hundred percent, especially a milkshake. All day. Every day. Mint chocolate. Actually, bourbon mint chocolate. I know it doesn't sound very good, but a bourbon mint chocolate milkshake. I could drink all day, every day, on the hour. Oh, my gosh. And probably probably not even gain weight. What's yours? I know what yours is. Okay, I don't think you do, but what? Carrot cake. Oh, with our, but it's so but hard. It's just, it's just hard to find good. It's hard to find a good carrot Unless cake. Unless you go on a Royal Caribbean cruise. Oh, that was good. That, that was, was that, good. that was a sugar-free piece too. Yeah, it was, it was really good. What were you thinking? Oh, I was thinking my M and M cookies because <laughs> they're just like what? buttery, and I could eat all of them. I don't even taste oh, them. You like when I you make like them. the gushy. Like I the like gushy. the soft, the gushy, good, yeah, yeah, crunchy on the edge, yeah, like, soggy yeah, in the so middle. I like, I like the mm. crunchy. That's fine. Okay. So there's yeah, but you're right. Uh, carrot cake with cream cheese hey, icing. I know you better than you, girl. Okay, yes. so what childish thing, childish thing, do you still enjoy, and why? Oh, I know that one for you. Oh, 100%. What? I already know you know. 
I enjoy sitting and watching cartoons with yes. my daughter. Yes. Yeah. And so, your boys and, and your grandkids. Boys, yeah. So my boys are listening or jazz. Dude, anime is where it's at. Well, before then, oh, please. It's still Spider-Man. It's I still. still yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Super Friends. watching superheroes with my grandson. Dude, I'll sit there and watch. <laughs> Dinosaur cartoons. Sonic cartoon with uh, Liam. Lily. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm that guy. Yeah. I don't mind. What's yours? Um, childish thing. Do I still enjoy dancing in like uh, anywhere? I used to dance in the front yard. You, yes, you and your toe touches. I mean, how's, I'll, your, how's, I'm your, how's your quad, girl? I mean, that's my inner or thigh. Your inner thigh. <laughs> I heard it. Anyway, yeah, like I toe will touch. dance do that anywhere, like I in front it. yard, in the kitchen, do a toe touch. You're actually good. You're I am a good, good dancer. Yeah. I mean, you're I not am. AGT good, but you're no. you're good. There. I, I know. I, I would agree. I love it. Okay. Last one. Last one. What is the scariest memory you have? Scariest memory? Uh, that's pretty easy for me. We were, so I'm from Arkansas, and I had my little truck, and we used to drive up to this uh, rock quarry. Yeah, rock quarry. Quarry, quarry. I don't, I don't know the, the syntactical way to say that, but, and we would jump off. Like, you'd find this little ledge, and we would jump off. It's like a big high school thing or whatever. Well, we drove up there one day and we kind of got stuck and my truck started to slide off to the right. And this is, I think, when the spirit is with people. So listen to me. So this truck started to slide off to the right and luckily there were some branches and trees that kind of caught it, but I couldn't open the passenger side door. Yeah. Like it was stuck. Like there was something wrong with it. So every time all my boys got in the truck with me, we'd all have to get in the driver's side. Like you'd have to pile in like some clowns or something. Everybody comes out one door. So as the truck is starting to lean over, I, we didn't realize it, but so then we're all like, you know, we're stuck, so we get out. So I get out my side, we got the driver's side. Long story short is we walk around the truck. Well, it was about a 60-foot drop off that side. So if uh, Baker or Chris, some of my friends that were in the truck with me, if they would have got out that door, they probably would have fallen to their death. Yeah, I remember you talking Crazy. about that crazy and then my dad had to come bail us out or oh he was not happy hmm. yeah got pretty scariest got pretty memory yeah once crazy. you realize yeah so that been, i that, was that could have been real bad i don't know maybe seven and wow. um was water skiing and oh. fell and a boat almost hit me before they could come back. Like ran you over? Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, they didn't. They were all drinking and didn't see me. And it was me and another, like we were doing doubles. Oh. It was like another girl who was like eight. Pretty close. And like the boat my parents were on and her parents were on were <sighs> screaming and like waving and trying to get them. And we're just a little bitty bobbing right there. And the boat is going... You know, like the front of the boat comes up when you go fast. Yeah. Yeah, they can't see over the bow, <gasps> and we're down in the water. Oh, how close they come to you? Pretty close. Like, I mean. Oh, I already asked you that. Yeah, still, you yeah. did. Like, yeah, but they, they finally I mean, shocked, stopped, girl, and like, then they were like, we're so sorry, we're so sorry. And then the my the boat that, you know, our parents on are like cussing them out, like oh, hardcore. Yeah, like, doesn't matter oh, if you're dude. sorry. You almost ran our kids over. Like At that point. Um, like, so anyway, on. yeah, it's pretty, and that's why I'm like, yeah, I hate lakes. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to get run over by a boat or fall off a cliff, No right? one, is, yeah, or fall off a cliff, yeah. No one do either one, guys. Well, hey, I hope you guys answer those questions with your partner. Read the book. Read the book, yeah. Be better at marriage. That acts of service, guys. We love you.